And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. I am Dave Taylor. Sean's got the night off. And uh, as you can see, we're, we're joined by a very special guest today, uh, for part of her uh, podcast here. We'll just get the uh, quick business out of the way before we talk to the legendary Gilberg, Dwayne Gill. Uh, yes, it is Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat, a wrestling podcast. And uh, you can find us at 1069thefox.com and also fm99.com under the media tab. And we're on major uh, podcast apps everywhere, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iTunes, Stitcher, Google. And maybe right now you're watching us on Facebook and Twitter. You can just uh, at the ESBR99. And you can always email us at fm99.com, which some people did. They got some questions for Gilbert today. How you doing? Thank you so much for joining us. I'm doing good now, man. I'm doing good. I had a little scare in my life, but I'm doing good now. Yeah, yeah. Well, what what, what happened uh, a couple months ago? Because I saw the stories. It seemed like, you know, we got the news, like, I guess a week or two after it happened. But you had a heart attack or something? Yeah, to be honest with you, I was in probably the best shape of my life, man. Working out with my son every day and everything, man. I was I was looking great, man. I was about 215 pounds, solid muscle. And then <laughs> wow. I started getting some bad heartburn. And I was like, man, what? I don't know. And I went to the hospital and they kept me overnight, but. Then they told me, go home and take a Tums. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for the next week, I was uh, falling down on the job because I had chest pain so bad. And I uh, went back oh, at 4 o'clock in the morning on a Wednesday morning. And uh, let's just say when I walked in the emergency room, my wife wanted to park the car. Before she could park the car, they were calling her and telling her to take me to the OR. Wow. It was a scare, man, like no tomorrow. I, they told me 15 more minutes, I'd be dead. Holy cow. Yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> I, 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 I'm glad you're still here. You know, and it was great to see you a couple of weeks ago on WWE television. He came out on Raw as he did the whole, you know, Goldberg's coming out and, and you that come out kind awesome, of thing. Yeah, it was it was great to see you. How, how strange was it? Because I think you're the first person I, I, I've talked to to been a part of the Thunderdome. But what? how different is that than a live audience? You know, I will be honest with you. When I walked out there before the show, you know, when I first got there and everything, I thought it was a little weird. You know what I mean? I was like, this is going to really, really suck. And, <laughs> uh, when I went out there, they had the crowd noise and everything in such a way that you forget all about TV monitors, you honestly think there's a crowd there. That's the first thing I said after the segment, and we were in the back. I said, man, it was just like there was 19,000 people there. He said, yeah, isn't that <laughs> awesome? You could feel, you know, when they cheered and all, you could feel it and everything like you do when you're in the ring. I was like, you know, as soon as I walked over, I went, ah, you know, on the road. <laughs> it, was, it was just like there was a crowd there. Yeah. Just well, like there was a crowd there. I mean, it, it sounds great. You know, and I know, like, and we'll talk about your early days, but you know they always would sweeten the crowd noise, and, and I get that. You know, it might be new to some people where they would, you know, add the effects. But I, I figured out in the early days when you hear this crowd noise and nobody's paying attention, nobody's making noise. You know? Wait a minute, you mean they weren't all chanting Gilbert? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you me they pipe that in. <laughs> yeah, I know Michael watching right now says it's great to see you back on Raw. Glad you're healthy again. So that that's great because you're able to travel and. Yeah, I'm so glad to be back, man. It was it was really a cool, cool thing because the stars there now. It's like it's like when I I went up there and was sitting there with the bulldog and everything like that. 
Yeah. It was really crazy. But the people there now look at me as like, I looked at the bulldog and all, you know what I mean? <laughs> it was really, yeah. I'm like, well, I don't get it, man. But, you know, I guess that's why the bulldog and macho man and all them were kind of just like, yeah, hey, it was, you know, just normal guys. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you, when you were a, I, I guess I don't want to use the term jobber, but preliminary wrestler, I guess would well, be the term. Well, use the term jobber. I was <laughs> in the age of jobber. I was a jobber. That's what I did. It's called doing the job. When you lose a match, it's called doing the job. Just like when Christian lost to me, I got to love saying that when I won my title, <laughs> he did the job for me. Yeah. Was he a jobber? No. But being as I can tell you how many lights are out in every arena and you know. <laughs> States. I'd call me a jobber. <laughs> no, but you, you and um, Dwayne Hardy uh, obviously teamed up Barry a lot. Hardy, Barry Hardy. Hardy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're Dwayne Dillon. He's Dwayne. Uh, Barry Hardy. Right, no problem. Um, what was with the skunk hair? We had, we had a question about that. So somebody wanted to know. I think what was. Uh, yeah. What what was Jack uh, Rochester? I couldn't tell you. I could not tell you. He loved, and you know he still <laughs> wears that hairdo today. Skunk Still. man or whatever, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. I, I could not tell you. Um, uh, it. Yeah. Hey, I had white hair. <laughs> yes. I was a redhead, man. <laughs> yeah. Was there anybody then that was like, and Ray wanted to know from Run for Michigan, what opponent was the stiffest in the ring and who was the easiest to work with? Um, I guess I would say easiest to work with. I definitely 100% the taker, undertaker. He was, oh, he wow. was the best. And uh, I would say the stiffest ones, but when I say stiffest, they didn't hurt you, but they were stiff. You know, they were tight. Yeah. It was the Steiners. Did you have to take a Frankensteiner? Oh, hundreds of them. <laughs> I mean, that, I, I don't know how, like, because that was, like, one of the first guys doing that kind of move with the whole uh, Hurt Piranha kind of thing. It just looked like like you're going to break your neck. I mean, obviously, you know how to go over, but, man. Oh, I, um, I, we were on the road with the Steiners, and I'd say I was knocked out probably 30 times. Wow. From the Frankensteiner. Crud, man, one time I was hitting the ropes and was starting to come off the ropes and he's clear across the ring up in the air, ready for me to run in. I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> I dove as hard as I could. And he was doing the flip and it went boom, right into the mat, man. <laughs> right into the mat. Wow. But, you know, that that's the name of the game though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and then like, we don't see it as much. And then you come back at survivor series, 1997 as uh, Mick Foley's uh, mystery opponent. Was that was that originally going to be a one time deal, or or did you when you came back did you know that something was going to build up to to what it was no going to build? no no I I I honestly thought I was just there to go to TVs Monday and Tuesday, but they brought me in on Sunday just for the heck of it, right? Let me get a payday. <laughs> yeah. And uh, about an hour hour and a half before the actual show, Mick Foley comes walking through and he stops and I'm like, hey Mick, how you doing? He said, wait, well. Why aren't you dressed? I go, Mick, it's a pay-per-view, brother. I don't get dressed on pay-per-views, man. He goes, Dwayne, you're the mystery opponent. And I went, what? He goes, man, they really are keeping it a mystery, aren't they? <laughs> and that's no lie. I did not know until about an hour and a half before the show that I was the mystery opponent. Oh, my gosh. They didn't want to Wow. And what I loved about it. 
Yeah, you, you had an awesome entrance video because it was just you getting, you know, <laughs> beat by various opponents throughout the years. What was yeah, uh, but on that entrance? That is what got me my job. Because I was looking up at the video thing, talking to the people, going, look, man, look, that's me. That's me. I was getting beat by everybody. <laughs> and uh, But when the pyro went off and I dropped down to the floor, nobody knew I was doing that. Yeah. And I caught up and I went, I knew that was going to happen. I knew that was going to happen. You know what I mean? And the fans loved it. Well, the um, Ed Farrar was one of the head writers then. When he took the film back to his room that night to review it, he said, man, that, that guy belongs in the job squad, man. Look at him. My God, he's just having a ball. And then he reviewed my career. Yeah. Why wouldn't I be in the job squad? <laughs> Thank yeah, God for Al Snow. Yeah, yeah. Al Snow, Blue Meanie. Uh, yeah. Too yeah. Cold Scorpio. Too Cold Scorpio. Holly. Yes, sir. They were. I, there was a good group, man. I wish they'd have did a lot more with that. I really do. That was a good thing. Those, those were good guys. Those were good guys. Yeah, yeah it's they really were. You know, people kind of like not forget that because the Gilbert thing was so big. But you were, you know, doing the you know the Wayne Gill thing as and you won the you know light heavyweight championship. I mean, how how, how crazy is that to win gold all of a sudden? You come back a month later and they say, hey, you're going to become a champion. Uh, I. In all honesty, when I was told that I was going to become a champion, but to do that, they had to sign me to a, you know, a contract. Yeah. I laughed right in Jim Ross's face. <laughs> laughed right in his face and said, yeah, right. Paul Bear, Undertaker, where are you at? Headbangers, I know you're here. I know you're here. This is not funny. And I turned around and Jim Ross was looking at me like I was crazy. And I went, you're not kidding, Jim, are you? He goes, oh, no, son, that's a straight shoot. And I was like, well, let me think about it. Okay, I'll do it. He goes, well, take time, call you. I said, I ain't calling nobody. I ain't got to do nothing. I've been up here getting my ass kicked for 15 years. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I don't see JR as being a guy that would really rib somebody. But, you know, I mean, maybe it's a different era. I don't know. I mean, I never met JR, but I read his book, which. Uh, oh, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. Uh, well, now, and then, obviously, you did the whole, like, Gilbert thing. And did you just think that was going to be like a. I mean, you have a championship for so long, but you just think that you're going to just going to be phased out, or were you surprised that you know you didn't get used as much? I mean, you would show up occasionally, like at the Rumble and stuff. Yeah, well, I thought, yeah, all right, cool, man. I'll be light heavyweight champion. I'll be on TV all the time. I'll be wrestling as Dwayne Gill, push my name and everything. And I was doing the Gilbert thing on the Independents. And what happened was, I was telling Paul Bear and Kane one night about it. We were on the road. Yeah, we were in the arena, and I was telling them about it. So they started laughing and everything. And Paul Bear goes, "I told you, oh, Gil, oh Dwayne Gill, you may have something there, boy." And uh, the rest of the night, every time I walked by him, him and Kane were going Gilbert, Gilbert. And so the those, next those day, the, the next day in catering at TV, I was in there getting my food, and everybody started going Gilbert, Gilbert. <laughs> so I turned around and went. Ah! And they all laughed their ass off, and I thought that was it. And we did TVs, and I came home, and uh, in the middle of the week, they called up and said, uh, what's this Gilbert thing? And I was like, uh-oh. Bring, <laughs> bring your Gilbert gimmick. <laughs> okay. And so it was, it was supposed to be a one-time thing only. 
Yeah. And it went over so big that it was like, oh, God. And, well, yeah. and I was like, hey, hold on. I don't want to lose my title. I don't want to lose my title. And they're like, that's the beauty of it. You're wrestling heavyweights. You're light heavyweight champ. And the count begins. 0-1, oh 0-2, oh 0-3. Oh like he was 1-0, 2-0, 3-0. Yeah, that's why the who's first, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that was that was me. <laughs> it, which is amazing, though, because now obviously it's 2021, and we're still talking about Gilbert. You were on, you know, Raw one uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, do you still do you keep up with current wrestling promotions? Um, oh yeah, are, yeah. Because you know, because because I mean, I'm jumping you know 20 years ahead here, but I don't want to forget. You know, AEW had their Revolution Death Match event. And, you know, obviously the... I did not see it, but I'll tell you what. I it on Twitter. <laughs> they buried that poor company, man. Uh, you know, it, it was a good show. It's just that, that very moment at the end of the match where, it, it, you know, not to compare, like, the Terry Funk death match with um, Shinda, um, in, you know, in Japan in the 90s. Total opposite. I mean, you know... That was a big explosion, and then we got the Gilbert entrance, basically, with sparklers and a little bit of smoke. <laughs> Have you seen on Twitter where they got me superimposed, where he's pinning him, and then they got me superimposed up on the stage in between? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, it's hilarious, dude. It's hilarious. Go on my Twitter page. You'll see it. It's on oh, there. Man. Oh, I will we'll, we'll retweet that. <laughs> it's hilarious. They got me it. Like, you could see the ring, and then you could see him get pinned and everything. And then up on the stage, they got me going, ah. <laughs> Wow. And it's right in the spark. Nice, nice, nice. Now, I know, I'll go back to the uh, the uh, championship reign. Um, and you had it for a while, and then um, S.A. Rios and Lita come out so so was it just time or you know what did they just say yeah, we got essay hey i do what they say you know what i mean yeah uh, i'm a good employee and they said uh okay essay's gonna win the belt tonight lead is gonna do a flip on you okay lita trained here in maryland she's from bone breaker so i knew lita oh Very wow good. yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was, you know, when she came out at the time, um, you know, nobody saw any women doing anything like that, you know, with, with the, the flips and everything else. I mean, she yeah, was talented. Yeah. Um, you know, her. yeah, 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 kind of ahead of her time. Um, want to go back to the early days, because before I forget this, the Toxic Turtles. That was you, right? And, uh, yes, it was. Me, Barry Hardy. What? Um, we used to wrestle on the independence. We had the suits made. I carried them up to WWF for six months. And then finally one day I told Barry, I said, I'm putting it on. And I'm going out there and dance around the locker room. He said, man, you are not. I got to go for a match, man. And I did it while he was out doing his match. And, like, I went out and was dancing all around and spun around on the floor. And when I stopped, I was, like, leaning like this. And there's a pair of feet in front of my face. And I went, oh, my God. I knew who it was. You know what I mean? And yeah. I stood up real quick, and he's laughing his ass off. He goes, who in the hell is in there? And I took the mask off. He goes, I should have known. He said, you got another one? I said, yes, sir, I sure do. He said, all right, um, you and you, you're wrestling the Turtles next. I go, we can't, Mr. McMahon. He goes, why not? And I went, Barry's in the ring. <laughs> and he goes, yeah. I said, yes, he dressed fast. <laughs> so... 
We were we were all trying to. I mean, them outfits are really hard to put on, but ten times harder wet because he's sweating his ass off. Oh yeah, and you can't get him on, man. And we were in there pulling, man. All four of us were pulling, yanking him, man. We got him pulling. That that match obviously did not get seen for years, but was released by WWE on one of their compilations. And is it weird watching that? Because like never seeing that, you know, for years to yeah, finally watch. I never, it. I never saw it until they released it. Never saw it but, until they released it. I was like, "Oh, cool, Barry, man, we did it." He's like, "Yeah, man, we got it." <laughs> now, was that a one-time thing? That did you? Did you wore it on the? Um, Independent shows because you were able to get like double paid, right? You can book yourself twice. Nobody would know it's you guys. That's why we did the executioners. We were the executioners for so long. Uh, Barry and I were the executioners for ten years, probably. I yeah, had no idea. Show, and then we did house shows too. Uh, if somebody didn't show, you know, normally our house shows we were the executioners against. You know, smoking guns, bushwhackers, head shrinkers, you know, the, the yeah. champions, the executioners would go out. We'd beat the hell out of them, but of course they'd always win. But <laughs> if somebody didn't show, Dwayne Gill could go out and wrestle them real fast. And Dwayne Gill was a well known name. Yes. You know, so when I went out in the ring, everybody in the crowd already knew who Dwayne Gill was, but they already knew I was going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was going to happen. Uh, Tony. In a house show, uh, from, where you wouldn't know I was going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> Tony from Mobile, Alabama wants to know, who was your dream opponent? My dream Did opponent? You? Yeah. I want to wrestle Goldberg. <laughs> it's not a dream. I want to wrestle Goldberg. I want to wrestle Goldberg. I've told him to face everything. But now, you obviously, you met him because... He'll he'll make a million dollars. I'll make a hundred thousand. I can retire. I'm just a poor guy who lives paycheck to paycheck. Works every week, man. You know. I mean, look, I, we had to skip a day on this because I got home so late yesterday. Yeah. When when he was in WWE finally, and they brought you out to make that appearance, and I think he's what scared you, if I remember. Did, what was his reaction to meeting you? Like, did he ever feel like he was he bad at your gimmick? I like can't. The first time he uh, he basically he told me, you know, I had an ass kicking coming. Um, the second time I saw him, it was at the big event in uh, New York, and uh, he was really cool. He actually said, "Thank you, brother," and I said, "For what?" And uh, he goes, "If you wouldn't have been out there doing your thing, they might have forgotten." This was just before he started his, his new run at WWE, and uh, he said, "They they probably would have forgot about me, man. Thank you, brother." And I said, "Cool." Hey, while you're in a good mood, I said, why don't you, uh, let's have this match, man. I said, you'll make a million, I'll make a hundred thousand, I can retire and have this all over with. You don't have Gilbert on your ass no more. And <laughs> never happened. Wow. You, you know what they should do, you know, next time if you come back to WWE television, um, we got some audio noise from something coming. That's, um, that's, that's my back here. Hang on one second. Yeah, it's your audio. I think we got it. Okay. Nope. There it is. It's coming, I think, on your end. Uh, shoot. All right. You might be getting an echo coming back. Um, when you come back, you, you should win the 24-7 championship. That needs to happen. That would be cool, <laughs> wouldn't it? 
<laughs> you need to ask. Well, not, maybe not right now because Bad Bunny has it, but when they finally transition that off. So, He's got um, <laughs> you have um, a cameo account. Yes, sir. All right. What? Um, I mean, it's so awesome. I love it. So, so it looks like you've gotten like look at this. Like you've had like over like two hundred and seventy reviews. So obviously you're pretty popular. Oh, I've done way over two hundred seventy-one. <laughs> <laughs> way over. That, that's a streak. <laughs> <laughs> when did you start that? When when did you start that? I said I've done thousands. So. Oh wow! Oh wow! Oh that's yeah, it's a ball. Uh, that's, why, that's why I keep it so cheap. You know what I mean? I'd rather, yeah. I'd rather have all my fans have a cameo than, you know, oh, I can make as much money on one. Hell with that, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's not what I'm about. I'm about my fans. You know? Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, so, what, what, what is next for you? Are you still doing independent shows? Are you able to wrestle? Are you just, are you just making appearances now? No. I can't, I can't wrestle yet. Um, but, uh, I, I still do autograph sessions, you know, um, manage, I can referee, I can do all that stuff, but I just, just can't wrestle. I have to wait gotcha. a good year. Wow. Wow. So, so what, what, what's next for you? I mean, what else are you doing? I don't play around. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is, um, what is next for you? What, what, I mean, what, like, what do you do? I know you have like a, like a day job basically, but like, like how when WWE calls you, like what's the turnaround time? Do they call you like that day, or how far out? Do they call you? Uh, it don't matter. I'll, I'll, I'll make time for them. I'm, I'm a loyal WWE guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's just that's just me. You know. That's why I ain't called AEW. Uh, you know, never went you know anywhere else. So WWF. And gotcha. WWF. Well, I mean, I. I mean, I, I like because you couldn't probably do. Could you? I mean, do you own Gilbert, or is that you, or does WWE own that name, and you, they allow you to use it? But they, they uh, kind of told me go, go do your thing, and don't worry about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because that, like, they have like a lot of Gilbert merch or anything, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, there are none. There are none, and from what I understand, a certain somebody that I might be making fun of has something down, so I can't have our shirts or nothing. But uh, yeah, I, it's all hearsay. Right? I, I don't have proof, but. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's business. That's business. I mean, I was uh, the well, number one wrestling figure for two years in Jack's Toys, and they never made it. Wow. Yeah, the number one for two years straight. Man, yep. that's insane. That's insane. Wow. Yeah. Tell me if you make ever make one for you. Did you have, do you have, like, you know. I wish I did. I wish I had a dollar. I think it's <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Awesome. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring you out of the room for one second bring you back because the audio is a little crunchy. So I don't know if it's you or if it's me, but we'll, don't go anywhere. See if that fixed it. Yeah. You there? 
Oh, I got some noise. <laughs> All right, not sure what's going on. I, I, I think it's you because when I mute you, I don't hear the noise. So. Really? But it's only when you talk. It, maybe it's echoing back into your phone or something. Huh. Hey, let me try it down. <laughs> You got headphones for <laughs> Could it be it's too loud? How's Could be. That? There we go. If I talk and it doesn't come back, then I think we got it. There we Don't go. That. No. Is that better? A little bit. Work? There we go. Let me see. One, two, three. Yeah, it just sounds like it's almost like there's like a phone in somebody's yeah. pocket. And I get that. <laughs> okay. Well, James says you can hear us both fine. Maybe it's just a mind. Um, what What do you um, like? What is your favorite memory before Gilbert? You know, post Gilbert. Like, what is your favorite wrestling memory that like really stands out to you? That you you know, that you're like I can't believe I did this, or I can't believe I got to wrestle this guy. Uh, Barry teaching me, man. I mean, Barry Hardy taught me how to wrestle. I learned in Barry Hardy's basement. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, uh, that thing I was telling you about here. Oh, the piece. Okay. Gotcha. So we got to go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I appreciate it uh, so much. Um, I, I, I appreciate it, and uh, thank you for joining us. And can we talk to you down the road if we got something coming up? Oh, man, just text me anytime, man. I'll come back on anytime, man. I'm serious. Okay. I, doing I have one of my own that's ready to start. Awesome. Oh, great. Hey, when you, when you launch that, let us know. We'll, we'll, help, we'll help you get the uh, word out. You got it, bro. It's called the Gilbert right. Pro Wrestling Podcast. Awesome. Thanks, thank you so much. Later, we'll see you later. Thanks, Gilbert. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. That was uh, Dwayne Gill, a.k.a. Gilberg, who was a part of the podcast. That was great. Sorry for all the uh, technical noise there at the end, but I uh, appreciate the. Uh, we had a lot of emails, a lot of questions uh, that came in. <laughs> James, I don't know. I think the pizza guy was coming, James. Uh, that's why he was there. Uh, but again, I appreciate it. Gilberg being on the show. Um, I wanted to get him for episode 200 that what that Sean and I did just a, a couple of uh, days ago, but we got him for episode 202, so that worked out. So, uh, again, I appreciate everybody watching tonight. ESPR Wrestling, I'm Dave Taylor. Uh, again, Sean's got the night off, but um, appreciate ESPR, Eatsley Podcast, Repeat Wrestling Podcast. But, yeah, by the way, we're coming up on like uh, three years uh, of doing the show. Again, we just had 200 episodes uh, a couple of days ago. You can find us. And all your major podcast apps, uh, you can find us like at SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iTunes, Stitcher, Google. Just search ESPR Wrestling Podcast, and we should come up. Uh, you can find us at 1069tofox.com, fm99.com, under the media tab. And uh, we appreciate the follows, by the way, on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, we appreciate the support. And uh, share our podcast. You know, uh, we, we've done a lot of interviews uh, throughout these 200 episodes, uh, you know, we've had Gilbert live tonight. You know, we've had a little bookie man's been on the show live. We've done live interviews with them. We've had uh, Seth Rollins has been on the show. Drew McIntyre, Big E, The Miz has been on the show twice. Chris Jericho has been on the show twice. 
We've had Natalia. We've had uh, Lana's been on the show. Drew Carey, yes, the host of The Price is Right, has been on the show. He's only for two minutes. Still on the show. Still counts, right? Uh, longer than some matches you get on Raw nowadays, or we used to. Um, so there you go. So check out uh, Sergeant Slaughter's been on the show. Uh, over an hour-long interview. So go through the archives. You can uh, find them like on, on our SoundCloud page. Uh, we even got a little playlist if you go to the Fox and F99.com website. Uh, if you go there, you'll see a playlist of some of the uh, the highlights. Uh, the lady does the wardrobe for a lot of WWE wrestlers. The, the lady behind the outfit of The Fiend, Kim Dilla, uh, who's very, very talented. She was on the show explaining uh, the outfits that she's put together, uh, not only for The Fiend, but even Braun Strowman as well. So, again, we appreciate you watching. And, um, again, check us out. You can always email us. Like a lot of people email us questions for Gilbert tonight at ESPR at FM99.com. And uh, anything that's going on in wrestling, you know, if you had thoughts about uh, AEW's uh, death match, uh, you know, with the explosion and everything else, or lack of explosion at the end of the show, share your thoughts. Let us know. So appreciate you watching tonight. And, as always, make sure you eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat. Good night, everybody.